Hey, I'm Dr. Timothy Chen. And I'm Melissa Wood. And welcome to Common Sense Medicine. The goal of this podcast is to break down complex medical problems and make them common sense so that we can all learn and have better control of our health. Yes, and remember, this is a podcast for information purposes only. It's not medical advice, so if you need anything additional, speak to your provider. And with that being said, let's start our next episode. Let's do it. So another episode of our Common Sense Medicine podcast. And today, Abby, you're with us. Yes. Hey. (laughs) That's right. Welcome to, first of all, welcome to the clinic because you are a new addition, a wonderful nurse here. Yes. It's been about, I guess, a month and a half now. Mm -hmm, So I'm excited. How's it been? How do you like it? It's been a very great transition. Um, Definitely much needed. Yeah. So very good work environment. Definitely. um, (laughs) To yeah that it's definitely been a good change for good, sure good good so definitely better than where we were oh for sure 100 percent. yeah yes so yes yeah, so, you know, so today's funny you know usually melissa's here and melissa's not here because she's enjoying herself on a beach oh i'm jealous a little jealous i'm jealous yes she's living her best life and we're here huh <laughs> that's right what's your here but this is still fun though it is it is and so the reason we want to get you on is you know what? it's lighthearted. it's almost new year's we're wrapping the year up and we wanted to tell just stories of things we saw. Yes, I yes. got a lot of them. That's right. I got a lot of them. A lot of good ones for sure. That's right. Because you were from the ER. You worked mm-hmm. in the ER before. Yes. So actually, tell. let's start there. What made you want to go to the ER? Well, I started nursing at, I was, uh, it was an OB floor, um, but we worked OB, GYN, um, did postpartum, a lot of hysterectomies. But when COVID hit, we went to straight med surge. It was with mm. a lot of old people. Um, it wasn't what I signed up for whatsoever. So I was like, well, if I'm doing all this work, why not? I think I can just take on the ER. Mm. wanted a little bit more excitement. I was working night shift. I wanted to get off night shift, go to day shift. So moved to the ER. Um, didn't know if my personality was going to work in the mm. ER because I was so, at the time, so sweet and just so innocent. <laughs> and. Just so, just not what you would think an ER nurse would be. Right. When I went to the ER, um, just for a change of pace, more excitement. I was like, uh-huh. oh, you know, I want to see all the action, get in all of it. Um, I quickly realized that it's a lot of work. It's it definitely a lot. You see a lot. You do a lot that no one knows about. Right. Um, especially just when you go to the ER. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a smaller town that we were in. So there was probably like three nurses working the whole ER mm. um, and one doctor uh, uh-huh. and one like a few nurse practitioners. But um, that was very rare that we had more than a doctor and a nurse practitioner. So um, but I worked there for a few years and then I think I had had my excitement. So <laughs> I wanted to move back here. Yeah. Be closer to family. So mm-hmm. that's kind of why I made that transition. So, yeah, yeah. Well, in exact, I mean, ER, you're right. Uh, there's a lot of excitement. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of like head scratchers sometimes yes. too. Yes. Uh, it is nothing like the show. You know, mm-hmm. I think like medical shows have ruined us. Oh, for sure. Know, the the doctor does everything and it takes a whole team. Oh, like, yes. He does. It yeah, does. yeah. And you're right. You're not always like doing kidney transplants in the ER. Mm-hmm. You're doing sure. sometimes like, what are we even doing here? Yes. So yes. essentially that's what we'll be talking about. And you know, it's so fun. I'll just sidebar this. You know, when Jen and I got married, I was a poor med student. Mm-hmm. And our family and friends were like, ooh, you're marrying a doctor. <laughs> They it's don't, not what no. all it seems on the show, huh? Absolutely. I know, I know. No, it's not Grey's Anatomy. It, not, no. not. Sometimes the hospital does look like Grey's Anatomy a few That's times, right. huh? <laughs> With all the drama and 
the chaos and everything, you're like, I think I might be on Grey's Anatomy sometimes. So true. So, yeah. So, let's today, Abby, let's talk about some things that we've seen in the ER just for fun. You know, again, there's no patient identification things here. No one knows who we're talking about. So, it should be fun. So, let's start with some of the craziest things you've ever seen as an ER nurse. Oh, I think the one of the first things that kind of popped into my memory was a time that, um, and this was actually recently, um, we had a patient come in and she had been in her car. She was smoking in her car mm-hmm. um, and had gone into, I guess, a Dollar General or a Dollar, um, a family dollar, I think it was. And she had bought, um, she said that she had like, she was itching all over her body. So she went to get some alcohol. She chose oh. the 90% alcohol um, and rubbed it all over her body. Oh, then decided no. she was going to light a cigarette. <gasps> and yes, when she came in, like head to toe, she was burnt like to the crisp. Like she was, oh, it was my bad. Oh gosh. It was very bad. We ended up like airlifting her to a higher level of care because she was so severely burnt. Um, it was, it was tragic. Like she was, I mean, she was still conscious when she came in but i think that was the worst part i was like I, y'all knock me out if i come in like that because it oh was so gosh. much pain all yes. that you know she was but i'm like why in the world did you light a cigarette at the family dollar and yes. so she you know her car almost like pretty much exploded like she was went up in flames um she was a passenger so there was a driver right beside him oh my her, gosh and um yeah so she we you know they were trying to control it and make sure it doesn't go to the next car and it was just chaos all over a cigarette. Just she wanted this to smoke, I guess. Is in a small town. Yep. Well, we have no burn centers. Nope. No burn centers at yes. all. I'm like, oh my goodness. This is just chaotic. Like, and then, like, I think two days later, or no, the next day, that was on a weekend. The next day, we got another patient that had been burned all the way down her whole body. She was also in a car, decided to light a cigarette. Um, she said that she had used some hand sanitizer. Uh-oh. And immediately, I guess she had used it, then lit her cigarette. She was burnt up. Like, the next day, we're like, what are the odds? Like, where's the oh third one coming? Because they come in threes, they come you know? In threes. So, that was just the crazy. Like, I'm like, what? That was two days. Like, yes. in two days, we had two of this, almost the exact same stories. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, so, you know, for, for sure, for people who don't know, burns are bad, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we are, if people hear people talk about we're sacks of water. I mean, we are. We are 70% water. We need the fluids. And the big thing that keeps the fluid in is the skin. And when you burn the skin, it's not good. Yes, yes. Uh, Especially the whole body, yeah, too, for sure. Yeah. And this is probably another public service announcement. Do not mix alcohol of any kind. Yep. With fire. Even Germex, too. Yeah. Even Germ. I mean, I never would have kind of, they don't teach you that. You know, you don't use hand sanitizer and then light a cigarette or light any type of, you know, anything. Yes. They don't teach you that part. No, no. But that sometimes goes into the common sense. But, you know, I don't know if (laughs) some people have that sometimes. So That's right. Or think about it in the moment for sure. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And those things hurt. I mean, Mm -hmm. again, you have nerve endings on all your skin when they're burned. I mean, every single touch Mm -hmm. hurts. So, did you have to bandage? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had to – I think at the time we had to put – I think the treatment that they said was, you know, to clean it with saline, bandage them up, and then we would apply like Vaseline to just keep it moist um, until we got her to – I mean, she was was very – she was severely – I think we ended up intubating her. 
and airlifting her out. Like it was a fast Holy process. Holy cow. That's what people think at like these smaller hospitals that they don't see anything. Yeah. But sometimes we get uh, we get just as much trauma really as, you know, the local ER here. Sure. Um, not UMC or anything like that, but here. But um, the low, you know, the higher level of cares definitely get a lot of traumas, but we get just as much. But we have to work so fast. Yeah. Get them airlifted. Um you know, for any stroke or cardiac arrest or anything, we, we got to get them out of there yeah, if we yeah. don't have that specialty. Um, so it's a, a time frame that we have to, to meet, um, that people don't really think about. No. Um, so we had to work fast, get them out of there, get them going. So, so for the people that are watching, hug a nurse that's working in the yes. ER because yes. girl, that is dramatic, mm-hmm. intense and crazy. Yes. Yes. Dang. I know. Another story would probably be, um, we had a, a lady that was like in her thirties, um, had kids, you know, they were local to the community, had kids, you know, school age. So everybody knows everybody in a smaller town. Um, she came in with a car wreck. Mm-hmm. Um, she had, I don't know what happened in the car wreck, but I think an older lady was like going down the wrong way of the highway and hit her head on. And I mean, her leg was you know at first she she thought she was okay because yeah, i guess dr- yeah. adrenaline was mm-hmm. kicking it in um she had like a massive bleed in her stomach her leg was just sticking out and you know the bone was pretty much like her Ooh. foot was going this way her bone was going this way and we looked at it and we we're like oh my gosh like <sighs> i've never seen a bone just sticking out of, yeah and they not know it like she had no idea yeah and I'm like, do we tell her, you know, her bone's sticking out right here? Or, you know, because they will they'll freak out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so sometimes you don't disclose everything at the time because their adrenaline is yes. kicked in. And so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a lot of data showing that. I mean, the moment that you show them what's actually happening, they will, uh, like, yeah. go into shock and freak for out. For sure, for so sure. So sometimes it is um, we're not trying to keep things away from you. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to figure out the best way to analyze yes. it and tell it to you yes. so that you don't freak out. Yes. And we had talked, to, you know, to our husband and told him what was going on, like, the extent of her injuries. But we were like, you know, we don't know if this is the best time to tell her that all that's really going on because – she has to remain calm. And, yeah, yeah. You know, that is kind of the key is when you deal with traumas is just calmness. Sure. I mean, with them, the patients and the staff, too. I've seen a lot of uh, nurses get so flustered at nothing. And uh, I'm like, we are the professionals here. We should not be the ones, <laughs> yes. you know, getting all flustered. Like when a code comes in, that's what we're that's what we're supposed to do all day, every day. Like, yeah, we got to be calm or the patients and the family are going to be. Just a rate too. So. Yeah. See, this is what we put. This is what we do for y'all. Yes. That's right. We, right. We stay calm. Yes. Sometimes you might be in your your body freaking out, but sometimes you just gotta you just gotta oh, yeah. act like everything is a okay. Oh yeah. You gotta yeah. have that game face on for sure. It's yeah. something you gotta work on because at first I did not have a game face. I was no. like I was freaking out over anything. Yeah. So. Girl. But, yeah, you know, one of my attendings when I was in training told me that you just got to fake it till you make it. Yep. And yeah. sometimes that is the truth. I, sometimes at first I didn't know what I was really doing, but, you know, I'd always be like, well, let me ask about that. Let me find out for you. I'll yeah, find out. Yeah. That was my kicker is, that, you know, if I didn't know anything, well, I'll ask and I'll find yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. 
that was aka i didn't know what what what, what the answer was at that's all that's right see and that's good that's good you know so that's another thing like a lot of times we people are like you're lying like we're not lying to you we're just trying to figure out yes. the best way to tell you yes and sometimes holding that information for a little bit is better for you oh, for sure because for sure. once people go freaking out they start going ballistic you hear mm-hmm. all the time in the movies they're like hold still you know because yes. they're trying to put a line in or something yes. like that and that's not just the movies in real life won't we'll be trying to put like i remember distinctly trying to put a, a central line in the patient and the patient's like trying to slap at the hand like oh, i yes. have a giant bore needle yes put your hand down like right here you know so close to you know major arteries and vessels and you're hitting me that's yeah. not that's never going to turn out right no. you know never good for the patient that's at right. all whatsoever Dang, so yes. okay so we had burns we have fractures and car accidents. Yes. What else have you seen? Um, a lot of assaults, a lot of uh, patient, which I've talked to you about it. Yes. Um, that was kind of the the end all of like, I was like, I got to get out of the ER. Mm-hmm. I've been assaulted way too many times. Um, actually kind of had a case where I went to court over um an assault yeah uh but no one talks about the assault on healthcare workers whatsoever and it's you know it's kind of funny at first when they come in like yelling and and all because we just know that it's never going to end how they want it to end you know we have a lot more you know with the police department and we have a lot more you know people on our side of it because we are at the end of the day we're trying to help them yeah yeah um but yeah, they uh, just, I don't know if it's these situations that they find themselves in, whether it's like some type of drugs or some type of system, something in their body that's making them crazy. Sure. Um, but they just will go uh, very. Um, they go ballistic. Yeah, they do. And they hit, they think that the only way, I guess, is to hit, hit the staff. So <laughs> that is a very, I think that's. Something we've had, you know, some patient bite us too. Like, Ooh. I've never been bitten before, maybe in the first grade, but now I didn't know it was going to happen <laughs> and when I'm 27 years old, you know, getting bitten by a grown woman. Oh, so, my gosh. Yes. And yes. I had a patient that was uh, a probably like 6'5", maybe like 300 pound older gentleman. He was diagnosed with a UTI, and he was, I mean, you know, UTIs yeah. will make, uh, you know, an older person go crazy. Yeah. Um. So, he was, we were, at the time, I was working on the floor, and we had, I was by myself, and I think back, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's not safe to be on one nurse working by yourself. But I was, and um, was strangled by the man. What? And in the room, strangled by the six five, 300-pound man, and- I'm like, at that time, I'm like so sweet and innocent. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's going to kill me. I'm going to be on the front page of the paper. And that the nurse was strangled, you know, at the hospital. And um, I finally like somehow broke away and went and called. Um, a, at the time, it was a, a code silver. It was uh, like uh-huh. that we needed, you know, some type of, there was some type of. Um, like security needs yes, to get up there. Yes. So, but when I called for it. It sounded over the intercom and it said, you know, code. And I was thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, all I heard was the code. And I said, no, somebody called a code blue. Uh-huh, no one's going to uh-huh. show up to my code that I just called. But it was actually the code silver that they would been called. And I was like, yeah. I will be strangled. I'm going to be dead in this room before they come <laughs> find me. Yeah. And, you know, they all responded and everything. But I was like, I 
I can just see like on my tombstone, like strangled by a patient in in hospital. Like I never thought I'd be here, but yeah. I'm like, it it happened. It's kind of comical to laugh at now, yeah. but it was scary at the time. But now I look back and I'm like, who can sit there and say that they've been strangled by a patient? Yeah, and oh, come bye. back to work the next day. I know. Yeah, yeah, and keep on working. They for, keep working. You know, ten more hours after yeah. that. You know, and act like nothing, nothing's wrong. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny though, because yeah. you can only imagine my, me like breaking free and going and calling a code silver, and not trying to like disturb him anymore. Yeah, because I didn't want to make him come back yeah. and strangle me. Because you know, there with the UTIs, they kind of are very. Like at the time they they'll start strangling you, but once you break free, they kind of forget what what just happened. Right, right. Um, so I didn't want to like make him strangle us, strangle me more <laughs> after that. So I just kind of, I think I went and hid honestly oh, in the room. Oh my gosh, girl! But so he wouldn't see me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I, mean, I mean you know what's interesting though. I mean violence against healthcare workers have really skyrocketed in mm-hmm. I guess since post pandemic. Mm-hmm. I mean. We had some, you know, people be belligerent. They'd be yelling. People would throw poop on us. That's obviously not ideal. Yes, yes. Uh, but uh, sometimes that happens, yes. and people yell at us. And this is how yes. much again, how much we love y'all. Yes, that we put through. We keep going. We just keep going. Yeah, and uh, you would never know it when we walk into the next room. You would never know what they just said to us. No. Like you know, it's it's comical, but I mean, I can't imagine coming. Like I was your patient before yeah. I worked. I was your nurse, and uh, I couldn't imagine ever coming to your you know here and strangling you or like hitting you or yeah, something yeah. i can't imagine that but i guess people sometimes people aren't do. in the right yeah. right state of mind but yeah they did well you'll see it too like on airlines now people get up and start trying mm-hmm. to fight other people on airlines yell at the stewardess i'm like guys what are y'all yes. what's going on but like how did they think it's going to end like yeah. it's never going to end good never for good. sure and we're never. adults like, yes. we should have like adult conversation adult mm-hmm. thoughts process yes but sometimes when you're sick i know we give you the benefit of the doubt. Yes. yes. And sometimes that doubt just kind of runs out sometimes, you know? It's yes. like, oh, my gosh. Yes. So, Dang. I, I like my controlled environment now. I'm like, oh, it's so nice yes. not to be have to worry about being assaulted That's right, right now. <laughs> or at least somebody will come rescue me. That's right. Yeah. So. No, we have a fantastic. We have a great clinic. Great. Patients. For sure. Yes. For sure. All right. Now, let's actually switch gears a little bit. You know, okay. obviously, ER means emergency room, emergency department. ED is another place people call it. That is, you know, dedicated for emergencies. But we know also that people come there not for emergencies. Oh, all the time. So what are some things that you've seen where people come in and you're like, don't come to the ER for this? The big kicker is a work excuse. Everybody. Please wants a work excuse they will sit in the er for 12 hours just for that work excuse yes and miss work and and i'm like you sat in here for 12 hours you want a work excuse and you could have been at work and gone home now by now (laughs) but the work excuse is the biggest thing yes but other than that i would say the cough sore throat yeah basic not fun stuff um but a lot we had a patient actually this was kind of on my mind, the funny stories was somebody brought in their nine month old um, baby for a fever of ninety eight point two. Oh gosh! And she said because her complaint was because that's the highest I've ever seen in. I'm like, oh no! Oh no! You just sat in the ER. And we're gonna <laughs> sit here, and you're gonna explain to the doctor that this is a fever. I'm like, oh no! We should like give out handouts of what a fever really yes. is. I'm like, man, you know. 
Yeah. Back to the common sense sometimes is, is not. Or Google, at least. I hate when people Google stuff, but at least Google. Yeah. Maybe that first to see what a fever was, for sure. Girl. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, the reason that, you know, it wasn't, well, why are we waiting for six hours in the ER? It's because it's full of colds, yes. plain UTIs, uh, very, like, People have had back pain for 15 years, and today's the day. It's not oh. any different. They decided to come in, mm-hmm. and a lot of it's just like, I need to work because he's from work. And you're like, yep. you could have mm-hmm. just gone to work and be done. Yeah. We also have had people um, call an ambulance to come to the hospital just for them to get a ride into town because they need to go to the grocery store. What? Mm-hmm. Are you serious? And we're like, mm-hmm, that was an expensive um, trip to the grocery yes. store. But yes, they, call, they really will call the ambulance from their house. To get just to come into to town. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Girl. You know, the most ridiculous one I had when I was in training, a girl had come in and her chief complaint was vaginal bleeding. And so we're like, okay, well, we need to go work this up. Went to talk to her. She just wanted a pregnancy test. Oh, wow. Came by ambulance for uh, a pregnancy test. I was like, this is a dollar. And I would know. At the Dollar Tree. At the Dollar Tree. Mm -hmm. Because my wife and I were trying to have a baby then, and we're like, these are a dollar. Yeah. Uh, Let's get those. And they work just as, they're probably the same thing we use at the hospital, honestly. pretty sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're giving out trade secrets. Absolutely. They're probably the exact Mm -hmm. same thing, Mm -hmm. or no better than what you can get at Dollar Tree. Oh, for sure. No. No. Yes. They work the exact same. That's probably the ones we all use at the hospital, and you're paying an arm and a leg for it. Yeah. Yeah. And you think about, like, people are like, well, why is uh, Advil, you know, 20 Mm -hmm. bucks? It's because I got a, treat a bunch of people that don't need anything mm-hmm. and get billed for it and then sometimes the insurance won't pay for it because it's mm-hmm. not an emergency and there's nothing you can do yes yes Struggle we, we have noticed a lot of people don't have primary care physicians yeah. um they come to the er for you know their refill on their blood pressure medicine we had somebody come in um he told me he wanted a refill of blood pressure cholesterol meds well went and told you know his he didn't know the name of them the pharmacy was a sunday so the pharmacy's not open his doctor was not um open that he uses um and the pharmacy that he used was not open so there was basically no way to find out these names of the medication he had no idea no he had no access to them on his phone or anything so um he'd never been there before either so by the time i get the doctor in there Turns out he did not want to refill on any of his medications. He just wanted a refill on his Viagra. That was it. Lord have mercy. And I'm like, why did he not just tell me that? Like, <laughs> we knew the name of that one. So I'm like over here calling every you know pharmacy to see if they had ever seen him. And he just said, Viagra, that's all he wanted. I'm like, he could have started with that one. <laughs> but they come in for some crazy stuff. Yes. For sure. Yes. And this is our plug here that this is why primary care is so important. I mean, you're talking about... Uh, if you had no insurance, it's a hundred and twenty dollar visit for a four dollar drug versus a thousand dollar ER visit mm-hmm. and just for a Viagra. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lord have mercy. Yep, I know. And we also had a um, a patient that would came in by ambulance and was actually in a cardiac arrest. We were working um, this patient, and at the time, you know, as I told you, we only had one doctor, three nurses, and maybe a nurse practitioner at the time. Um, so we were working this code and, you know, we were in there for hours. I mean, we were probably in there for like two hours and we had just pronounced the patient dead. Well, um, this family member of another room comes out and it says, we have been waiting for three hours on a doctor. We haven't even seen a doctor and my mom is sick. Yeah. Okay. Vital signs were all stable. 
the lady was nothing was wrong with her. Maybe possible like dehydration, maybe. Yeah. Um, nothing critical whatsoever. And we had just explained to her, you know, that we just had a patient pass away. We had been working on that patient, trying to save that patient's life. Um, but we were getting to her as fast as we can. But we take, you know, in the ER, we take them sure. by, based on, you know, what who's more critical. Yeah. And I said, at the, you know, at this point, and I'm over here explaining to it so her so nicely, giving her, you know, just the sweetest little answer. And I'm just apologizing. Um, and that didn't suit her whatsoever. She was like, she basically, I mean, she quote unquote said, um, well, I don't care that that man just died. My mom is sick and she needs to see somebody. Yeah. And I was like, oh, gosh, what point in the world did we get? I don't care if that person died. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I just turned around and, you know, went and was like, what do I even do about this? Like, you know, what if that was your mom in there? You know, you got to put yourself. And I'm like, we are working. You can see we're all running around. You know, we're not just sitting here on our phones or, you know. We're not playing board games or anything yeah, like that. Like you yeah. can see, we're not just twiddling our thumbs. So yeah. people are crazy. People are crazy. And again, I mean, this is, you know, the whole point of today's episode, just kind of putting that layer back. Like, look, this mm-hmm. is an emergency room. Crazy things happen. Sick people come in. Non-sick people come in. And there's a lot of in-between. Oh, for sure. Uh, and it's up to the discretion of the nurses, the doctors, mm-hmm. the nurse practitioners to try to figure out who gets what. Because obviously a code is like life or death right mm-hmm. now dehydration you know doctors you know nurses have seen your vital signs they've mm-hmm. already done an initial assessment they kind of know what's going on they will move it based mm-hmm. on yeah how they see yeah. what's important yeah we're the professionals and you know sometimes people i think forget that that you know yeah they're fa- they think that their problems are the only ones you know that and i'm like we pretty much we i mean we had didn't really have a wait you know the yeah. the longest wait was you know an hour to 3 hours at the max you sit in some of these bigger towns you will sit there for 24 hours oh absolutely and i'm like y'all need to go get a dose of you know another big town and <sighs> that sit really in that works. for your you know your sore throat yeah and you won't complain as much. You know, we're just trying to help you. Like, we're not having you wait out there just for no, no reason. For fun. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. We want to get you in and get you out. So. That's right. But, and help you. So, um, that definitely, the passion and the the compassion I had for people definitely was drained a lot. Um, yeah. You were more skeptical of patients. Like, was this real? Was this not? So, that's what I could notice in. Um and, you know, whenever you notice it in yourself that your compassion's lost, that's yeah. when other people have far noticed it, you know, a sure. long time ago. Um, so when I noticed my compassion was lost, I was like, well, you know, this is not Abby. This is not the, the Abby that I know. So I was like, I have to go find my compassion again. Yeah. Um, and to love, like, my love language is just, like, loving people, loving, you know, words of affirmation. And I love... Mm-hmm. To like invest in people and you know, in the ER, you don't have that time no, to invest in everybody. All. You're saving their life. Um, so definitely had to t- kind of take a rain check and was like, well, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life because yeah. it, it wears you out. Oh, yeah, no doubt. It, will. it does. It does. It does. The anxiety, the stress is like to the max for sure. All day long, too. And mm-hmm. so that's right. You're like, am I giving the right energy for this mm-hmm. person if I'm so burnt out from? the first 10 people that I mm-hmm. saw. Yeah. And it can really, again, I mean, we get into healthcare to help people. We get into healthcare to get people better and hopefully make a positive impact. And when you're spending more time trying to figure out if you're doing 
the right thing you need to do, you get mm-hmm. tired of that for oh, sure. Yeah. And it's always the sweet ones too that are always bullied the most. Like I was the one that was always assaulted. Like I, everybody had a running joke. Like the whole staff was like, you know, if somebody's going to come in hitting and fighting the staff, Abby's going to be right there. Like for <laughs> some Abby. reason, like we had a homicidal patient come in. He was threatening to kill all the whole place and um, threatening to kill us. Like, um, and guess who was right there? Me. And I'm like, I should learn. Like, y'all should not let me near these people. And I got, when I got assaulted a lot, I'm like, you just hit the nicest nurse here. And I could have found a million mean people out there that you could have hit, but they probably would have hit back. I'm like, the fight or flight, I definitely have the flight. Yeah. I'm gone. I'm not fighting anybody. Like, was not raised to Mm. fight. So I have, I can't even throw a punch, I don't think. You wouldn't want to see it. I can tell you that. (laughs) Well, Abby, these are fantastic stories. Phenomenal. Let's wrap it up with this. If there was one thing as an ER nurse or an ER person that you worked at that you would want the patients to know, what would it be? I think that I would want them to know just to have a little bit of compassion for the nurses, um, that they do want to help you. Um, I know not many nurses, there's a few, you know, scattered in that are there to, you know, actually provide the best care that they can. Yeah. Um, just to love on them and to know that the nurses are doing a lot of the work, especially in the hospital setting. They are kind of the behind the scenes that they probably don't get enough credit yeah. for what they do. Um, and they're the kind of the face that you first see. And um, they take the hit from a lot of things. Sure. Um, a lot of, the, you know, what organization that they work for or doctors or anybody, they take a lot of blame. The nurses do. Um, if things weren't done correctly or whatnot, it comes back on them, um, which you wouldn't think so. Um, you would think it would go back on like a provider or something like that. But a lot of the nurses take the hit for a lot of things. For sure. um, you don't know that for sure. And you don't know the roles that they play. Yeah. Um, like you, they are. You know, they're not only asking you all the million questions, um, but they're getting the detailed history for the provider. Um, so that way you can be treated. Mm-hmm. And they're doing a lot of roles, doing labs and stuff, starting IVs. And you don't, they're doing a lot of tasks. They got a million things. And mm-hmm. if they forget something, you know, they just have a lot to remember. So sure. just to love on them. And if you know a nurse to go hug them, it doesn't matter if you're, you're in the ER, if you know anybody yeah. in healthcare, really. Um it's a tough job. It is. For sure. It's a tough job that we probably don't get enough credit for. Mm-hmm. But um, just to love on them and yeah. to know that. Give them a little bit of compassion and <laughs> grace because they definitely need it. Yeah. For sure. Well, we love our nurses. We're so glad well, you're on our team. You. That's, per- that's perfectly put. I mean, I think, you know, healthcare, it has a glamour to it. It's lost a lot of luster post-pandemic. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah. still, we're still here working. Mm-hmm. It's New Year's, it's Christmas, it's whatever. Yeah. We're here trying to provide for patients because we know at the end of the day that's what we got in this mm-hmm. field to do. And we are glad that you're here on this side. I am so glad to be here. Yes. Um, this is a definitely a, the best environment that I have worked. It makes a difference. I tell everybody, I'm like, you know, everybody says the grass isn't greener on the other side, but sometimes it is. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, the grass is very green on the other side. And mm-hmm. to work for a company or an organization that cares and invests in you is a big deal. Yeah. So you definitely, you know, it's not all about pay and it's not all about but the people you work with and mm-hmm. the organization you work for is um, definitely plays a toll in your physical, mental 
and overall health for sure. Um, I've seen that firsthand. Yeah. It's it makes a big difference too. Awesome. And not everybody is as nice as you are. Well, you know, I hope we you try. Know that. <laughs> I've been chewed out by many people. Yeah. Many providers. Um, they're like more of like, don't talk to me, you know. Mm-hmm. No, we're not talking if you know, if it's not about a patient. But you're like the total opposite. I'm like, I don't know where you came from. But well, you must have been raised right, I we, guess. We got a good family unit yes. here at our for clinic, sure. so. It does. It takes a village it for does. sure. It does. From the front you know, front doors to the back doors. It, yeah. It there's a lot of behind the scenes that you don't know. Mm-hmm. But this is a good place. Yeah. And I'm happy to be here. Yeah, Abby. Well, you know, thanks again for your time. We're gonna have to have you back on again. I know. Next time Melissa gets on, we're gonna yep. share stories because she was in a unit. Prior to doing um, this, yes. so yeah. it should be really, really fun. I know we need another microphone. I might have to join you on one day. Oh, I have one right there. Oh, I have a third. Yes. Yeah, I have oh, four. Yes. Girl. I can have. You I've know. been watching y'all's podcast, and I'm like, I can add to so much of this. Like, yeah, yeah. we could just have a. We might make a few podcasts in one because I could sit and talk to y'all forever. Yeah, about yeah. just the craziness of life and everything. Yeah, so for sure, next yes. time we'll talk about your house. Oh, yes. We got a lot to talk about there. For sure. That's a whole podcast. That's That's an hour podcast podcast. for sure. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Abby. Thank you.